Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports. Oh, that was so good. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one. Did they blow their butt yes. out? They blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't? The Sinner and the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the Radio.com app. It's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080TheFan.com. Hour two of the Sinner and the Saint. If you missed anything from hour one, shame on you. But guess what? We have a podcast available, 1080TheFan.com, Radio.com, the Radio.com app, Apple Play Store, Pod Storecast, Google Apple Store. All that stuff. Anywhere podcasts are bought and sold. Look, I'll just try it. Just get to the internet and it'll go from there. Just start shouting at your smart speaker until you hear it. That's all you got to do and you can listen to the uh, hour one of the show. It's fantastic. You missed a ton. It was really, really good. That's like a politician way of saying it. Yeah. Look, just get to the internet and we'll work it out from there, okay? That's all you got to do. You need to get to internet, and we'll get it all straightened out for you. Everything's right there for you. Just, I, I mean, you can see these things. We did get to see. Uh, did you watch? The, did you watch the debate? I did. I watched it. Did how much? How much could you actually watch of it? Uh, I watched a lot more of it than I did the first one. Really? Oh yeah, dude. I, I turned the first one off after ten minutes. Okay. Like I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. It's just shouting. Yeah. See, this one was. I was like. Oh, this is all the things that we were shouting last time, only they're saying it longer, and they were dumb then. <laughs> it's like, can we talk about some real issues? Your son did this. Well, no, but your family does this. Well, your kids did that. Like, what? Come on. Let's be better. Let's be better. My opponent, Mr. Anderson, is cruel to his children. Just listen to one of his daughters. <laughs> she has a South African accent. She was <laughs> born right here in the U.S. <laughs> hey, he's lying, eh? <laughs> And he makes the other one speak with an Eastern European accent because yeah. he wants to be called Papa. <laughs> I like it when they call me Big Papa. Yeah. Hello, I'm daughter of Mr. Anderson here. He's a liar. Why are you talking like that? The jerk. Papa. 
They yeah. all run up on stage. Look at my my opponent here, Mr. Darkens, has chosen to let his hair go bald and keep the sides long like some sort of lazy creeper. Uh, he's no good either, so. We need to listen to the scientists. They say it makes me more aerodynamic. I'm just going to say things vaguely enough that they're not blatant lies, but I'll infer things and imply uh, without actually saying anything, and I think that'll probably get me through this. And this guy's a jerk. I have to imagine there's a skill to that. Yeah. Because every politician does it, the non-answer answer. Oh, it's yeah. it's quite amazing. But I love I love when the, it's like, well, what are you going to do uh, to take on this crisis that we're having? Right. Give me well, what I would do, steps. Yeah. What I would do is these very vague and broad terms. And then my question is like, wait, aren't you already in leadership? Like, what are you doing? How, instead of what are you going to do, what are you doing now? Even if you're not the president, you were the vice president, and you're in a high-profile position. Well, what I would do, uh, you know, after inauguration. But it's the whole idea that yeah. you can't make promises. I, I get that. I mean, that's but, like me saying, like. Every question is set up in a, well, tell us what, exactly what you're going to do step by step. And it's like, dude, I don't care. Like, you're not going to do it anyways. I, I had a hard time. I, I, was, I was all in. I was like, cool, they have the mute button. It will be better. I couldn't do it. Uh, Nick Saban has good news for Seahawks fans. Seahawks fans, if you're disappointed you're not getting Antonio Brown, mm. I'm sorry. Are you, as a non-Seahawks Seahawks fan, non-fan Seahawks fan, are you disappointed that you, you didn't get Antonio Brown? Um, I'm disappointed to have not been able to see that happen because I was fairly confident it would have ended bad really you think it'll end bad in tampa bay well let's just put it this way josh gordon ended bad but they were very good at just kind of like blunting why it was bad can josh gordon still be reinstated and don't the seahawks yeah, have, so. have him if he does i i believe and i saw a great meme on this was uh somebody had put like this guy cooking pasta and he had like boiling water going and he, like, opened it and, like, really lightly put the pasta in. Then just a bunch of fire exploded. They're like, what Antonio Brown's going to do to the Tampa Bay locker room? <laughs> I, I mean, that's the only thing I think at this point is, like, intriguing about Antonio Brown. Like, how is he going to F up a locker room? Yeah. And in Tampa Bay, he's going to really F up that locker room because Bruce Arians is a no-nonsense coach. And he's going to piss off Antonio Brown really quick. Yeah. And I think Tom Brady is past the point of, like, being locker room leader guy. He's just like, dude, I just bought an awesome house in Florida, and I'm <laughs> playing, and people still think I'm kind of good. So, like, I, I don't care. Do whatever, Antonio. Just get open. I would just say real quick on this football game, if they throw this guy out for targeting because he hit Justin Fields, that's why Ohio State always wins. Um, there's not targeting. Nick Saban has good news for Seahawks fans. Here's his quote. It used to be that good defense beat good offense. Good defense doesn't beat good offense anymore, Saban told ESPN on Friday. It's just like last week. Georgia has a good defense, and we do on offense, and we scored 41 points on them. Uh, that's the way it used to be, and the way it used to be is good defense. Other people weren't going to score. You were always going to be in the game. That's no longer the case. The Seahawks, what? <laughs> just the way you're reading it. I just totally blanked out. Did you really? Yes. That well, was the gonna... most, you, you want to talk about non-answer answers. What well, the hell is he talking about? So, I mean, this was all Alabama did. It was they'd sit on your chest and poke your forehead. Okay. Yeah. 
Right. Persistence, yes. Just defense. They would just be like, all right, well, listen, we'll come down to a field goal, and our field goal kicker is better than yours. Our second field goal kicker is better than yours, and we'll win all our games. Just read word for word that again. Nine, Nine to six. He says, it used to be that good defense defense beats good offense. Good defense doesn't beat good offense anymore. It's just like last week. Georgia has a good defense and we do an offense. See, now you're beginning to kind of see why this no, is I understand a little... what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I understand what you're saying. And we scored 41 points on them. That's not the way it used to be. <laughs> do you see... The question I have for you there, other than how Nick Saban talked, he very politician speak. Do you see a team with a great defense winning any more in college or pro football? It just doesn't doesn't feel that way. Uh, yeah, of course. Without offense? Because like um, last year, LSU had a great defense, but they also had a great offense. Sure, like you, right. You, if, you have a bal- if you have balance on both sides of the ball, yes. But do you see... Well, I guess the, I, the, I the Patriots won a couple years ago with, sure. by by muzzling the Sean McVay unstoppable Rams offense. So I guess it can happen in games. But. Sure, it can happen in games, and I think that it can happen with teams too. And I think a lot of it also depends on what division you're in and what your situation is. Now, the greatest example of that, even though we're pretty far out from it, is the New York Giants doing it twice. Yep. In that they had a at the time. Uh, not too competitive division, though still better than it is today, NFC East. And they were able to just kind of ride defense at the right time. Mm-hmm. I would also argue that back in 2013 with uh, San Francisco and Baltimore, that Baltimore did the same thing. Though Joe Flacco did have himself a very good year, it really wasn't great when you compare it to the He had a great standards. playoff run, yeah. I'd also throw it out for the Seahawks. Yeah. Honestly, when they won their Super Bowl, Russell, uh, I That's mean, the game itself back, was terrible. Sure. And the defense pretty much rode them there. Yeah, of course they did. But Russell Wilson wasn't as good as he is today. I, and I completely agree. But he was even, more of a game manager back then. But even five, six years ago, probably even less than that, the SEC was only defense. Mm. And now they've got, I mean, LSU came in and had a quarterback that had an all-time year. That's what it took for them to rise to the top. Mm. Tua is taking over for Fitzpatrick right now. That guy was Awesome, awesome at Alabama and then terribly fun to watch. But forever it was A.J. McCarron winning championships at Alabama. Mm-hmm. It feels like there has been a shift in just the last couple of years when guys like Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson go out there and are competing with Alabama with offense. Yes, their defenses are great. And I'm not saying that you can win without defense necessarily, but good offense beats good defense more often than it used to. And that's, I think, what Nick Saban was trying to say. I will counter that by uh, shoving in Nick Saban's face the whole uh, strategy that Dabo had when Deshaun won his national title that year, uh, him and the Hunter Renfro title. Yeah. Um, he said after the game that we drew up a defensive plan where we said if we can keep Alabama on the field, and they run X amount of plays. I forget the number. It was a very high amount of plays. Yeah. If we can get them to get to that play threshold or higher, we will wear them out, Mm -hmm. their offense, if we can do that. Because it has shown their offensive line that as time goes on, starts to wear out because all they do are these short ground and pound plays. 
And I'll tell you, from an offensive lineman's point of view, I get that there's the whole notion of, well, you get tired when you have to pass protect because you have to back kick and you sure. it's more of kind of an acrobatic thing. No, dude, run blocking is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, because you're I, running into a wall well, every not only play. That, you are activating your entire lower body yes. as hard as possible. And that was their whole strategy was just basically if we can keep them on the field for this amount of time, they will tire out and they will quit scoring points. Yeah. And that is our open window. So I would say that, yes, offense more than uh, uh, more than likely will get you to the point of a title. It does that. But defense is the X factor. Once you get to that title game, that will get you over the top. There's exceptions last year's Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but. More likely than not, when we have seen defensive-oriented teams sneak their way into title games, whether it's the NBA, whether it's – I mean, the NBA, you can um, – I mean, you could have said that also with the Raptors in the NBA against Golden State, though, of course, there were exceptions. Of course, Golden State's defense was great, too, it especially was. for the first two. But in yeah. the NFL, this happens a lot. In college football, this happens a lot. It's just the idea that, yes, offensively, it more times than not will get you to the title game. But defensively, if you can sneak your way in – It'll be the X factor. It, it is. It is interesting to see the teams that traditionally were defense first, putting up big numbers of points. Uh, Seahawks, Alabama are the two that jump to my mind immediately. But this Seahawks team right now, if they can get any defense, they can make a very deep yeah. run. But man, they're, they're looking giving, good, man. But they're giving up a ton of points. And no Jamal Adams this weekend. We'll talk uh, more football uh, later on in the hour. But I want to talk about the proposal for the NBA schedule a little bit more. They're suggesting that they can borrow something from Major League Baseball. Barf! We'll talk about that next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Oh, welcome back. 14-17, Ohio State up on Nebraska. 17-14. 17-14. What did I say? 14-17. 17-14, Ohio State up on Nebraska. Sorry, that just kind of confused me for a second. No, you're good. Uh, I was well, I was watching. I was trying to figure out what happened on the last play, but uh, there's only a couple minutes left in the uh, in the half. Nebraska started with the ball, so they're going to need to do something here. But they were able to hold uh, Ohio State to a field goal, which is nice. So, yeah, there's no turnover or anything. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, they're back. Um, the NBA had a pretty successful little bubble. You enjoyed the bubble, didn't you? I immensely enjoyed the bubble. Bubble success. Right now, the Major League playoffs, you can say, are doing pretty well. I mean, a lot of people enjoying it. They expanded the the field to 16 teams. You're in the middle of a World Series right now. Dodgers lead 2-1, playing against the Rays. I heard a couple people say this week that best two teams are playing. This is what you would have expected if uh, if you had a full season. But as you look ahead to next year, the NBA and NHL are going to be the first two teams to kind of figure out what their season looks like in 2021 and the NBA is kicking around a lot of different ideas. You brought up a couple uh, between having the 72 and 82 game season when you start really dictates when you finish. One of the ideas that the NBA has about it is adopting kind of what major league baseball does is and play little mini series. So when they build out their schedule, which I've always been confused why they didn't do this. So they wouldn't necessarily go and play two games in Portland, like say the Warriors have two games against the Blazers. They wouldn't go and play back-to-back games, right? They wouldn't play exclusive series between teams, but what they would do is they would have regional travel schedules where like when you went to New York, you would play the Knicks and the Nets 
in that one stop to limit as much travel as you can. Now it'll be harder in the Northwest, but you can go to Los Angeles and play your two games against the Lakers and the Clippers in the same series and have these back-to-backs where they make a little bit more sense and can reduce travel. Yeah, so my question is, are fans going to be allowed in stands? To be determined. So why are we even talking about it? (laughs) I mean, here's what it all comes down to is, what is going to be the most cost-effective method to still get a product out there while we don't go belly up? And because what's, that's that's what's yeah. going to happen. Like, if you can't get fans in stands, that's a major part of your revenue that you're not going to be able to fill. And so you have to fill the rest of it with these TV contracts that you're yep. probably still in the middle of. So, right? I mean, yeah. I, the NBA probably is in the middle of some 10-year deal with ESPN and TNT. Sure. So, uh, to me, it's more the kind of like, I don't know, why don't you just figure something else out and quit trying to take this as a normal thing? You're saying play another bubble? Play a bubble or try to do another type of bubble or, like, I don't know, fly everybody out to an island or something. What if you did – what if you took this same idea and did little mini tournaments? You go and you play, you know, seven seven games in uh, ten days or whatever, and you play against a cluster of teams. You can have everybody go in there and do it that way. Like, see, it just gets so confusing so quickly. I'm kind of feeling like there's going to be a point where – the NBA might not even play. Well, depending on what happens this winter, if the the rumors that the COVID spike really is coming this winter, then... Which, it, by the way, it already is. Yeah, We're well, not feeling it much in Oregon because nationally, even though we are because we did break our record uh, yesterday, but... Nationally and comparatively, we're one of the lowest case rates per state yeah. and death rates. Um, it, it's happening, people. It is happening. Um, the Midwest is getting destroyed right now. And I, I think that as the weather gets colder and as you've been saying a lot, people tend to start gathering together indoors. It's going to get worse. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I, at this point for the NBA, the question needs to always come back to, are we going to get fans in the stands? What are we trying to accomplish yes. here, folks? If I can't get fans in the stands and I can't make money off of that, is there a point in me playing and should I try to finagle away with the uh, players association to get a pay decrease for some guys so we can salvage this? Now, I know that that's an incredibly unpopular idea and it was an incredibly unpopular idea with the MLB and that's why it took so long for them to get their ass together. But I mean, it's either that or you just infect a bunch of people. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. So and what would happen if he didn't play? Would it be that economically awful? Well, and I don't or, know. Or or move it back to the spring and just play through. And I know the idea of getting to the Olympics is is out there, but again, I don't I don't know anybody that's going to be chomping at the bit as an NBA player to hurry up and go play the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, they're never really that incentivized. That, to do exactly. It. Yeah. It's very rare that you get like those incentivized teams that are like, yes, let's do this for country. Um, the last one I can think of was well, well, any, was the last one with LeBron and Kobe. Yeah, and but it's always guys. after a loss, right? Sure. Yeah. If anytime, anytime someone, the, some team loses, the next team is always incentivized. They're like, well, we can't lose it's the redeemed team. Yeah, yeah. The redeemed team. Exactly. But it's that, well, that was what the dream team was made of. It's like, oh, our college guys lost. Let's talk a minute, putting the pros in there and then we'll go and 
wipe the floor with everybody and show them the U.S. still dominates at basketball. U.S.A. U.S.A. We're good at basketball. Indeed. We have a lot of money. We can pay people exorbitant amounts of money. Players in other countries might be better, but they don't have the economic infrastructure to pay them. The NFL. <laughs> That's why they all come to the United States. The NFL may be an interesting uh, predictor of what happens with the start of an NBA season because they are traveling. They are playing in home stadiums. They are slowly adding fans to what they're doing. But you have the Raiders that may not have an offensive line this weekend. So oh they have gosh. been flexed out of Sunday night football. And I do love this because it harkens back to something that we did in warm-ups that I love. I just love. Well, perfect. So the the Raiders are out. Seahawks, Cardinals in for Sunday night football. And we need to discuss Daniel Jones. We'll talk some NFL after uh, this college scoreboard update. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. The Las Vegas Raiders are currently without their offensive line. Their left tackle Trent Brown tested positive on Monday for COVID, and because of contact tracing, the rest of the O line has been uh, put into. They are on to the COVID reserve list. <laughs> but John Gruden says they'll be ready to play 1 o'clock on Sunday when they face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, there is some hope because it's been almost a week that they can get most of their O-line back in time for the game. But Gruden says, eh, strap it up. Let's go. We're ready to play. Let me tell you something. Let's hear you, Gruden. I can't do a very good one. Oh. I thought you were all gung-ho about it there for a second. I know. Dirt is the best Gruden impression of anybody. Really. Well. Just ask him to do it. It's hilarious. No, no I, I will, but does he look a little bit like, Dirt look a little bit like Freight Caliendo, who has a great Gruden impression? I'm going to say no. Okay. okay. I'm just going to shut that one down. All right. <laughs> just pull up pictures side by side and then get back to me real quick. Give a second. I got other pictures up in here. Oh, do you? That's right. That's right. Uh, the the way that NFL has been handling the COVID outbreaks has been to move some games around, shift it around, try to get everything that they can in. This has been uh, a flex out of the Sunday night game and moving the Seahawks Cardinals into that game. Are you okay with the way the NFL has been handling it so far? I mean, I kind of have to be. <laughs> you know, I, you I don't, don't have to be. No, I mean, I, I think for most people, they're just going to say yes because uh, – the other option is you don't. You just kind of like you, you, you pause don't everything. test. No, you, oh, you don't test. Yeah, oh. you just don't test and you let them play and then whatever. See, that's the thing with the NFL and what makes it so tricky and what kind of set them up for either going to be horrible failure or just kind of apathetic meh about it is that like how else do you imagine that they would do this? Yeah. They're not going to shut down games. It's the NFL. Everybody knew that going into this season. And in fact, there is an incredible correlation between the amount of hospital visits that happened in Kansas City um, two weeks after the Chiefs opening game yeah. in which allowing fans in. Yeah, yeah. in which uh, cameras showed fans not social distancing, even licking each other's faces and whatnot. Yes. Kissing and making out with yeah. strangers that 
even though it was like I think a third full or whatever they calculated it at, there was that less than twenty five percent is what they they had to be. I think at sure. that point, yeah. So uh, it, to me, there's no other way that the NFL could have done this. This is probably the best way you could have done it and still be the NFL. Yeah, I totally predicted this from the very start. Just saying, look, the NFL in the past has shown you who they are. They do not kick players out for domestic violence and treating women like crap. They do not care that their young recruits punch women in restaurants out cold and then walk away as if they just swatted a fly. They don't care about that. So what makes you think that they care about the well-being of their players? Yeah. They don't. They are trying to be PC about this and, like, you know, offshoot games. And let me also just point out, I know I'm on a bit of a rant here, but <laughs> I do like their support of the Black Lives Matter movement that they did, where they just put it across the end line in not noticeable type. It depends on the stadium. It <laughs> depends on the stadium. You can see them better than others. Uh, quarterback of the Washington football team, Dwayne Haskins, has been, um, well, 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 he's been fined for violating the COVID protocol. I was trying to see how much he's been fined. Yeah. Oh. Boy, he's kind I know, of. I've got yeah. it. Uh, they find him four thousand eight hundred and thirty-three dollars. The maximum it could have been was fourteen thousand six hundred and fifty dollars. Four thousand dollars to you and I is like, oh crap. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, this is going to be tight. Four thousand dollars to Dwayne Haskins, which this is not right. This shouldn't be the case. Is like pocket change. That guy is kind of a mess. Oh yeah. He's really like he he to me is like one of the underrated like messy guys in the NFL. Yeah. He's like he he's accumulated a bunch of really crappy things. Like that whole thing where the, like he was the selfie. Yeah, the selfie kneel. kneeling. And then like the reports inside the locker room that he's like insanely lazy. Yeah. And what, then this Can I just, can I tell you what doesn't help that for a guy like this is losing your job. Yes. It, it will and make him messier. Your job. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, no, but I'm just saying the, like, he has trouble be, keeping engaged with football. Mm. Losing his job will not help him with that. This guy will be out of the league in, what, two years? Uh, I would give him longer because I think that he's probably talented enough to throw on practice squads yeah. and just ignore. Yeah, but you have to be engaged. They, they want other guys in the quarterback room, tell me if I'm wrong here, that give an S. Yeah, I can confirm that. <laughs> okay. He seems to not, even when he's a starter and about to win his, I think it was his first NFL game, wasn't it? Mm. It was his first win, and he was more about the fans and what was going on outside of it. So if he's not engaged now, where he actually has a shot to be a player, what make you think, makes you think he's going to usurp whoever the equivalent of clipboard Jesus is on somebody's side? And Charlie Whitehurst might not have been good, but he cared. And, you know, I think that's an interesting point because – you know, I think most fans kind of think that if you are in the NFL, you must be, like, completely bought in. Not must as in you must, like a command. Like, you yeah. just kind of assume it's like, well, you're in the NFL. You must be insanely bought in. I think that there's a lot more dudes who just rode the talent train so hard yeah. and got there and are just kind of meh about it. I would agree with that. Than you think. I 100% agree with that. The guys that go on grit mm. or practice squad quarterbacks. Yeah. The guys that go on talent 
are starting quarterbacks. Mm. And when they lose their starting job, they usually don't stick around to be backups. The, the, the end of the spectrum where talent dominates tends to be the guys that are talented enough to play regardless of how dumb they are. Yeah. Antonio Brown. Or motivated, yeah. Antonio, Antonio Brown. Yeah. And actually, I don't even really. I think he's motivated because yeah. apparently he's a workout monster, but he is a, oh, by all accounts, a terrible guy. Now, there are other guys. Uh, Souk tells a story of uh, Warren Sapp, who never lifted weights and then could pick you up and throw you across the room just because he was Warren Sapp. Th- there are guys that do not have the motivation structure, but th- again, their talent level is is much higher. The guys that you don't necessarily, you can find a guy to replace them pretty easily. Those guys have to have grit and want to stick around and want to be there. Backup quarterbacks are full of that. Well, and it's kind of like um, like the whole uh, YMCA player. Yeah. Like that's like you can really spot out the YMCA player. And Warren Sapp was one of those. It's like you look at them and you notice that they don't take particularly good care of themselves, but they'll just kind of like subtly dominate you and stuff. <laughs> like we've always called Luka Doncic that. Is that oh, yeah. like you just look at him and you're like, I, I don't know. Does this guy really work out? And yeah. then he just kind of like subtly kicks your ass. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. Just in very like kind of muted ways, just kind of makes you look like a fool. And I, yeah. I feel like that's who he is. I feel like Dwayne Haskins is trying to do that, but like he doesn't have the talent to back it up. Yep. yep. Or the or the or the ability to turn on and off the focus when it yes. matters. And then he got replaced by spaghetti leg guy. <laughs> no, he got replaced by Kyle Allen, who got oh. hurt and then sped up. Spaghetti like I yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've seen that leg, haven't you? Uh, no, because every time I see the pictures, it's in that uh, giant, uh, you know, cast splint brace. Thing. You haven't seen the leg without the. No, I haven't. It's probably look gross. it up. I'll look it up right Do now. It right now, I'm serious, dude. Like Suk went on a rant about this. <laughs> he, he he legitimately for a good five minute period was just like, it's not a leg. I don't care what you tell me it is or not. Like that thing's not a leg. I'm gonna get all the pictures of it snapping too. Yeah, pull that up. Like I, like, I refuse to believe that whatever's attached to his hip is not a leg. <sighs> and it does look kind of gross. It, no, it doesn't look kind of gross. It looks super gross. Yes, it's very weird. Well, of and course it is. It just to me uh. like I do love watching football, and football was a very big part of my young and young adult uh. life. But there's no way in hell. After suffering an injury like that, I would go jump back in the water. Never. Never. That's my like, okay, I think some higher power is telling me to call it call it good now. It's not so much that it looks that bad. It's just that all the muscles are in the wrong places. And where there should be (laughs) muscles, there's bone and skin. It's it's it looks fine. It's not so much that like I'm disturbed by it Ah. being not normal. It's just yeah. that it's so gross that I can't recognize it. Well, yeah. Well, look. <laughs> doesn't look like a human leg, but it looks like a leg. Like what Girl. kind of leg? I don't know. Some sort of uh, cross between like, uh, you know, the a, a deer or a mammal that has like the, the knee joint backwards on the back leg and a bird. Back, backwards knee bird. Yeah, the backwards knee mammal bird. Yeah. Yeah, it's got some hair on there and stuff. That was in a fire. That animal would also have to have been in a fire. So a backward knees, a backwards knee bird yeah, that got cats, caught in a house yeah, fire. Yeah, like the cat's back legs. The back legs of a, of a you know four-legged mammal. Looks like the back leg of one of those. Uh, so but, a backwards knee bird that got fire, caught so in a fire like, that yeah. also has cat legs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what's weird about that. Anyways, at least he still has his leg, and he's tougher than you and I.
We, that we know about Alex Smith. It's also dumber. Well, sure, but I don't know. Is he? I, I hate to call him dumber, but I, I don't know. Dude, come on. Like, what if that thing snaps again? Then he's right back I'm sorry, where he started. When it snaps again. <laughs> he's right back where he started. Yeah, not being an NFL quarterback. So, yeah, if, if he wasn't going to make it without the leg, at least he gets to keep the leg. Next time he loses it, uh, I guess, would be the worst-case scenario. Or he dies. His leg falls off and impales him. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, hey, uh, big NFL weekend. A lot more college football with the Big Ten now underway. So let's tell you what to watch. It's What to Watch next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. All right, Mr. Darkins. What are you watching this weekend? What in sport has you intrigued? I am quite the fan of the NFC East Dolge. Really? You just dumped on it earlier in the show, and now you're back on board. Let me just tell you this. Cowboys versus Washington football team. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to be as good as Thursday Night Football was. It's going to be as good as Thursday Night Football is. Now, I am just going to say this. I have a sneaking suspicion, and this would be insane, but it's not too insane. Mike McCarthy might legitimately be on a hot seat if they lose to this team. Wouldn't that be great? I would love to see yes. Mike McCarthy be like, fired already. After, yeah, that like not after that game, but what I'm saying you is that, like, know, yeah. they lose, and then all of a sudden you get a Shefty bomb that's like... Hot seat. Yeah, that's like uh, report, shouting from within locker room, Jerry Jones comes in five minutes after a loss, has serious talk with Mike McCarthy. I, that would be incredible because it would finally just put to rest this whole idea that the Cowboys are somehow intrinsically incredible and that yeah. we should just pay attention to them all the time. It would just be like the final shut up to them. Yeah, but they, the funny thing is they just haven't been good forever and forever. they still yes. get the, they're the Cowboys are going to be good. But this would just totally yeah. destabilize them, which is that like the Cowboys are famous for just having a coach forever because Jerry Jones just wants yeah. somebody who's a pawn. This would do it. This would be like the, oh, they're completely unhinged. Would you rather have that or Andy Dalton light up the world and then Dak doesn't have a job to come back to because the red rifle. Eh, I don't know. I like both of them. Okay. Well, uh, actually, I like Andy Dalton, and I don't really have a problem with Dak Prescott. Fair enough. Um, here's what I'm watching for. 
is long have you heard the oh, the problem with sports today is kids have to specialize so soon, so early. If you want to be successful at anything, your parents have spent so much money and make sure they're in all the best leagues and all the best camps. The only way to do it is pick a sport at nine months old yeah. and then train them for that out, right out of the womb. That's right. An artist? Shut up. Watch Sunday Night Football and just watch the arm angles that the ball comes at out of when you have Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson throwing the football. The first time they matched up, that was one of my favorite things. They're constantly running and they're throwing the ball like a second base bid. They're, they, they just are so talented, both of those guys. And I thought Kyler Murray was going to have a hard time transitioning to the NFL, and he really hasn't. He's been a ton of fun to watch. But I, I think watching guys that are just great athletes play the quarterback position and not great athletically for a quarterback, but they could do everything. I, that It's one of my favorite games to watch all year, every year. The scary and part watch twice. about Kyler Murray and the Cardinals is that we all, I did what you did, which is when he got drafted, just kind of dismissed it a little. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're very short. You were in a system in college. Uh-huh. Uh, who knows that that system you really is. Kingsbury as your head yeah. coach. Good luck. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, the spread concept and, uh, you know, run and shoot is, is kind of starting to leak into the NFL, but I don't think it'll be dominant enough. You could base the whole team off of it. Well, even though they were terrible in his rookie season, you started to see these flashes where yep. you were like, oh, this guy's actually pretty good. And now in the second season, you're like, oh, this guy actually might be one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the league rivaling uh, Lamar yeah. Jackson. And that's just going to keep getting better over time. Well, and I think the other thing, too, that is we mistake athleticism for just speed. And the way. Oh my gosh, dude. His feet are insane. Yes. Him and Russell Wilson both. The way that they move in the pocket. Again, just watch their. If you're going to watch one thing, watch the arm angles that the ball comes out of. Because both of these guys are short. Both of these guys can move their feet. But the way they throw the football, just their arm motion. Pat Mahomes gets so much credit for the way that he, you know, spins it. But the sidearm, the overhand, the, the three quarters. Uh, Rodgers does it as well. But uh, this this is one of those games where you go, oh, yeah, you can't play quarterback when you're that short. Well, if you can throw the ball 200 different ways, you can. Shorty. Anything else you're watching? Uh, I watched Borat last night. Oh, yeah, was it good? It's hilarious. Worth the watch. It is. And uh, to address the Giuliani thing of his hand down his pants, yeah, it's that bad. <laughs> All right. There's really no misunderstanding. It's All right. That bad. Well, uh, I, will, uh, I will have to go and watch Borat. Uh, I was on the fence about it, but uh, you have never steered me wrong before. What are you streaming? Uh, I, I didn't watch any TV all week. I might play Rocket League tonight. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Get the brothers on the line and then play the Rocket League. There you go. Nice. So, yeah. Watch. Go on and watch me. My, I, uh, my username is in my own pee hole. Find me on the, on the line. <laughs> all right. Everybody have a great weekend. Uh, we're done. Bye-bye. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.